Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast with me, Ray McLennan. <laughs> and me, Nigel T. Best. If it went muffled there, Ray's just taking a sip from his uh, <laughs> the world's greatest Raymondo mug. Um, and uh, you just got lit up. Yeah. You know, what's, what's lit up mean? It's from Suits. Is it? What's that mean? Um, there was a guy in it called Lit, I think. I can't remember. I got it quite a few years ago. There you go. Well, no great opening to the show. So uh, let's <laughs> let's dive in. Raymondo, how the devil are you? Yeah, gosh, uh, I feel like I've travelled back in time to the 1970s, the way things are going on. <laughs> God almighty, you're looking at strikes, inflation, uh, long hot, not long hot summer, a very hot day, people go, comparing it to 1976, all that kind of carry on, you know, turning off the water and and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, there'll be a bin strike next or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. It's um, it's interesting times. And yeah, you've just had your ears chewed off by me ranting about various things uh, before we started this, um, which means that this episode may be shorter because uh, our recording time was uh, wasted by me just uh, going off on one unlike me i would like to say unlike me i don't normally climb on a soapbox but uh, mm. yeah a couple of things have just got me going and so i'm going to jump straight in at the moment ray um i saw what triggered this one i saw on facebook a post from someone who's involved in in property and they had a picture of uh, an object and it said this is 10 percent of your 10 percent deposit so it's 1% of your average house price sort of thing uh, for, mm -hmm. for where he was. And the picture was of uh, a phone, a mobile phone, a smartphone, mm -hmm. iPhone, whatever. And he said, um, there is no uh, sort of, you know, unfairness. It's, it's down to poor choices. And it, it made me think of all the people at the moment on the media and people are struggling and the media are whipping us up into a self-fulfilling prophecy of uh, economic doom and gloom by saying everything is a crisis. Everything is a crisis. As, and as we know from uh, Dominic Frisbee, when you get the word crisis mentioned by the government, they normally introduce a new tax. So look out for the new tax, folks. It will be coming because everyone's talking crisis. But the thing that really got me was stopping people in the street saying, what three things are you having to give up? And it was the most ridiculous survey that they were then quoting as saying the top three things people are going to give up. And it was kind of food, travel, and almost work. Um, it was it's not worth me working anymore sort of thing. I, I'm surprised that at number four, it wasn't oxygen. Well, that's it. You know, I've got to what, breathe in and out. Well, sod that. I'm going to give one of those up sort of thing. And it's just nobody, nobody has ever mentioned 
uh, from the media when they interview someone and say, that's interesting. Can, you, can we just run through a list of where you spend your money at the moment? And just tell me if you use any of these. Just Eat, Uber Eats, Uber Cars, um, mobile phone, Netflix, Sky, you know, and reel off a list of things that we subscribe to that you don't need necessarily. You can get a smartphone for a hundred quid. You can get pay as you go contracts. You know, you can get access to things. You can get free access to Wi-Fi and stuff. You don't need two grand spent on massive contracts and all the rest of it. And the age old thing, Ray, you know, I know we were influenced by our parents and all the rest of it. Money doesn't grow on trees and all the rest of it. But they used to say you cut your cloth accordingly. Um, so what can you afford? And as a kid, it was, yeah, of course you can have it. You just need to save up. And it, there wasn't this free credit, low credit, the ability to get out there and, and do all these things and have everything now. You had to put a bit of time and effort in. And it just made me think, at the moment, I don't think, I think we've forgotten how to associate how we spend our time and our money with what we truly want and what we should value. So people know the price of everything and the value of very little. So there we are. I've just thought I'd throw it out there. And for <laughs> so me, that's going to be that's going to be the basis for this podcast episode, is it? Nigel having a rant. Uh, well, no. For me, it it's not a judgment thing. I think what we should do is we should. Um, I, I've mentioned this before, Ray. You know. JFK and that famous speech, that famous quote is ringing in my head at the moment. And it's ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I think at the moment we are banging on about the government needs to do more. The government needs to do this. The government needs to do that and all the rest of it. Well, actually, the government is people that pay tax. And so really what they're saying is you people that are working your nuts off, to, to pay the tax and all the rest of it. We'd quite like you to work a bit harder, please, um, for a lot less so that we can enjoy these things. And I think we've got this disconnect, the big disconnect. The other big disconnect is county lines, drugs, and all the rest of it. And that is driven by people who see no problem with just going out and having a line or two for a bit of fun at the weekend, but they're the ones who are causing the misery. And when it comes to the government and this, you know, you just, you got to say, hang on, hang on. If everyone gave one hour and used their skill for, for benefiting the country and say there were 30 or 40 million people who are of the age or ability to do that, 30 or 40 million hours a week. Wow. Uh, you know, what a difference that could make. And it's, it's this compounding effect of it. And all I was thinking was, okay, what could we do? Well, I would sit down with people and I would say, right, there's no judgment, but what, what I want you to do is I want you to go away and write down where you spend your time and where you spend your money and just make sure you record everything. And let's see where you're at. Let's see what your situation is, what time you've got, because when it comes down to it, you've always, if you've got this, you've got this issue, haven't you? If you say yes to this, you probably got to say no to something else. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, people are saying yes, but they don't want to say no to anything. So yes, I want, you know, a new, the latest mobile phone. But no, I don't, 
I don't want to pay for it. I want someone to give me some, something, you know, so I can just have it. Um, and it's, it's this weird thing. So if I was giving an hour, I'd be sitting people down. I'd be, you know, just saying to them, okay, let's take a paper and pencil. So for some people that might be a revolutionary concept, but just take <laughs> a bit of paper and a pencil and just write down Monday through to Monday for four weeks where you spent your time, what you were doing and how much money did it cost you? And I think, I think that will be as a, you know, you're not judging people. You're not saying that's good or bad. You're just saying at the end of it, have a look at it and then, okay, could you make different choices? Carry on if you want, carry on if you want, that's fine. If, uh, if you spot something that you think, ah, oh, do you know what? I didn't realize I spent so much time doing Jack, um, you know, for <laughs> or whatever it was, or I can't believe I've just, we'd just eat. And those Greg sausage rolls, I can't believe I've had 4,000 of them in the last week or, or whatever it is. Um, just go through it. Just go through it, have a look at it, and then say, I think I need to change things. And then it's right. Well, ask, what would you like to change? What would you like to do differently? And Ray, I'm coming in a very long roundabout way to the fact that when it comes down to how to raise money, we get a lot of people who say, yeah, I want to raise some money to buy a property. I want to raise some money to do this. I want to raise some money to do that. And you go, right, okay, what are you going to do to make sure that you've got enough time, effort, energy, and money to make that project succeed? And, and they just, people just look at you blankly and you go, hang on, just borrowing the money isn't the recipe for success. The recipe for success is taking the money and making it work. Um, and, and giving the return and giving the delivery and fulfilling on your promise. And, you know, how many, how many people, Ray, when you talk to them, like the idea of raising money and, and suddenly earning a huge income, but have never really given due consideration or effort to actually making that work? Mm, yeah, well, a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do get quite a lot. Usually uh, you get it's usually people that are at the start of their journey, you know, they've been on a property course and, and their eyes have been open to, to property development or rent to rent or purchasing or something like that. And they're looking for the sort of easiest common denominator. And um, even, even no money down needs money. You know, no money down should be called no money left in because that, that can be achievable, but no money down still, you know, does, does require money, but there's an awful or lot time. of time. It requires time. time. Yeah, it re time. requires time. But there's a lot of people that buy into this notion that it's, you know, property is relatively easy and anyone can do it. And I know that I've got the knowledge and all the rest of it, I can just go out and make it happen. And it doesn't really work in that way. Um, we get, yeah, we get people that are disappointed that they can't get 100% of the money, you know, from uh, not the magic money tree, but certainly, you know, the bank have told them they'll get 65%, but they understand that they can get 100% if they approach a private investor. And again, it has happened. You know, there, ha there have been occasions when, you know, the money's been put up. But usually if 100% of the money's being put up, then they require the person to do all the work. And there's still a bit of a disconnect between people's expectations and reality. Um, I think that's all going to start coming into focus this year and next year um, with house prices will inevitably stabilize or certainly start to go down. 
as expectations of what something is worth start to meet the reality of what someone is prepared to pay for it. And that will start to bring things a bit more realism. Everything, as you know, goes around in a circle. You know, we have the, the economic clock, the economic cycle. It all goes around in a circle. Um, you know, as night follows day, inflation follows uh, quantitative easing. That's just the way it goes. And interest rate rises follow inflation. You know, that's just the way it goes. Um, it's, you know, it's the natural order of things. Whatever you see happening in nature happens in economic cycles as well. And I just don't, I don't understand how everyone tries to deny that. And again, you know, as we speak here now, there's train drivers are on strike and there's others threatening to go on strike. You know, they're complaining about the cost of living. Um, and, and, you know, the government needs to fix it. Well, we're in a global economy now. You know, these food strikes and strikes over uh, fuel rises and all the rest of it are happening all across the world. It's not unique. I don't think there's anything that this government can, can do to wave a magic wand. Um, although there will be people that dispute that because with quantitative easing, they've raised a lot of money. So the answer is not to do that again and raise more money because that will drive inflation even higher. You know, I think it, I think you're right. I think it's time to, we talked about the 70s, you know, in the 1970s, people saved up for things. There wasn't as much credit around um, or certainly as much free credit. Interest rates were high um, and it was difficult to buy things. It was difficult. You had to save up a deposit, but at least property prices then were within reach. You know, you, you needed, what was it, three times salary is, is the amount, that you, the, 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 was the maximum amount you could get, three, three and a half times salary is what the maximum amount you could get. And so therefore you had to buy a house in that range and there were houses in that range, but not anymore. Now they've gone shooting up because too much money around. You know, it's like, I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but if, if you're listening and you've played Monopoly as we all have, then the, the, the prices on the board is the price you pay. But if you were to take the money only from a second Monopoly board and add it to the game, that throws a different complexion on things. Then people start to bid higher for something when they land, or they start to try and get more money for it rather than the, the price that's in the card. That, that's inevitably what happens. And that's what's happening in the economy right now. There's just too much money around. Um, and it's going into assets and it's driving asset prices up, which is what inflation does, puts up the price of assets. Properties are assets, so it's putting them even more out of reach. Um, I think in terms of how to raise money and in terms of property and where things I think are going, I think build to rent is going to be big over the next few years. That's going to stabilize things. There's many developers are going to build to rent because it'll be cash flow that they'll be looking for rather than assets. Oh, they'll have the assets, but rather than selling on, they'll be looking at cash flow. That's where I think things are going. But you're right. It does need to, um, people do need to take a long, hard look at where they're spending and what they're spending it on and what they're putting their, uh, you know, time, money and effort into, and they will be surprised. You'll find that the ones that are doing really well have got them got themselves sorted out. They know where the money's going and they know what they're spending their time on. They do things called income generating tasks. They have key performance indicators, which show, you know, if you do, if you do X, you'll get Y. So what I mean by that is if somebody's looking to, to buy property, it's not going to fall out of the sky and land on their lap. They're going to have to make phone calls. They're going to have to visit estate agents. They're going to have to go into right move. So if an income producing activity is spending an hour a day on right move, properly looking in a proper area for something that you want and you've defined the parameters of that, then sooner or later it's going to turn up. You know, um, 
if you make enough phone calls to enough estate agents, sooner or later, you're going to get a deal that you want. If you visit estate agents, if you go on visits to property, sooner or later, you're going to find one that matches up with your needs, wants and desires. So these income producing activities, um, you know, sitting watching Netflix is not an income producing activity, which probably why I think first quarter of 2022, they had 220,000 subscribers left. There was quite a lot of subscribers had left. Now, what's that down to? Well, well I was going to say, Ray, that, the uh, price uh, is up, so that yeah. might have something to do with it. But then they were also having a clampdown on uh, on password sharing. But they also uh, kicked out Russia, so they they, they stopped um, having membership in Russia, didn't they? As All a right. result, as a result of the war, non-war, depending on where you're listening to this. Um, so yeah, I think there were there were effects there, but. I think that was also a reflection of how people, when their time was enforced to stay at home, they were looking for things to amuse themselves. If you're not doing two hours commute today, you suddenly got two hours that you, you've kind of forgotten about. And mm -hmm. Netflix was a cheap solution to do it. You know, easy way to spend some time. Then as mm -hmm. other things come back in, again, it comes down to this, all right, um, should I watch uh, a Netflix series or should I uh, commute to work again? And all of a sudden the choice is, you know, a different choice and you, you have to go back to work for some people. So it, it was taken out of their hands. But I think, Ray, whenever whenever we've done this exercise, I've, I've done it with people, I've done it with myself. Um, to some extent, this episode is um, a bit of self-coaching. Uh, because every so often you need a, a break point, you need to reassess, you need to plan what you're going to do, and you need to sort of say, actually, do you know what? I'd forgotten how far I drifted away from doing useful things to things that aren't useful, mm -hmm. and how I need to get back on it um, and start doing stuff, because, um, you know, things aren't moving as fast. So if you, if you find yourself not not growing, you find yourself not not succeeding. Uh, so if you're looking for properties, you're not getting as many deals, you're not putting as many offers through, go back and, and look at what you were doing before and what you're doing now. And you'll probably find that your effort and energy is dropped. And, uh, you know, you need to get back on it. So great exercise to just write down where you spend your time and where you spend your money. Um, and then at the end of it, record it as, as, kind of objectively as you can. So don't get carried away with it. Don't get emotional. Don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just look at it and say, okay, it is what it is. Now I can stand back and say, right, did I spend any time in the last week talking to brokers, to estate agents, to uh, researching business ideas? Did I spend any time uh, building my website up? Did I spend any time sending emails to people on my email list? Did I spend any time just, you know, going to networking events? Did I read any books? Did I do any of, the, you know, X, Y, and Z? Things that you know will help move you forward. And it, over time, if you see that dropping off, then you know what's going to happen. And when you've looked at any, any recession, what you will find is businesses, often the first thing they do is cut their marketing budget. But the companies that are ready to, to gear things up, they don't cut their marketing budget. They keep going and they're ready and they've got resources. So you look at business at the moment and at the moment you've got enormous 
problems uh, with things like airline companies um, and other other companies that, that kind of let their staff wander away and disappear uh, and said, well, we can't afford to keep it going. I guess this is why you're building resilience to a business so that you are ready to take advantage of it uh, mm-hmm. when, the, when the good times come back sort of thing. And it's, it's how do you do that? How do you prep it? How do you get yourself ready? So if, you, if you're raising money, you're thinking of the Crest model, okay, what are my exits going to be? Your exits may well be changing at the moment. You need to be thinking about, you know, the economy's moving. We're in a different part of the cycle. What are my exits going to be? What are my investors looking for? Is that return going to be realistic? You know, how are you how are you going to do things? And if you're not on it all the time or a decent proportion of your time, things are going to slip away, folks. They're not going to move as fast as you want. And Ray, we've we've spoken about this a number of times. In theory, everyone wants it. In reality, how many are willing to do the hard yards? How many are willing to put the effort in? How many are willing to go without today so you can have it tomorrow? And when you see people being interviewed on the TV, nobody is willing to do without today to get through today so that tomorrow will be all right. Mm. Everyone, I, I don't see anyone, you know, Talking talking about cutting all the stuff now, don't get me wrong. There are people who are very sensible who will have done that, but there's a big chunk of people who, you know, are still watching Sky Sports. You know, still got a season ticket to the football. You know, gonna you know go off to Qatar or whatever and watch the football World Cup, and and you're thinking, you know, how, you know, give it a minute, and they. And they say, well, I'm willing to exchange that life experience for then being in debt. And you go, okay, that's a great choice because life is all about memories. I get it. But then don't turn around and say someone needs to give me money because I decided to spend it in this way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's fair on the, on the wider population. So cut your cloth accordingly and all the other 70s phrases that you can As put they in did in the 70s yeah yeah wage wage push inflation I, I was i was trying to explain to someone i said right yeah 100 quid buys you 100 quids worth of stuff inflation at 10 percent. you now need 110 pounds to buy the same amount right well i need my pay to go up by 15 percent. right you've now got 115 pounds i said what you'll find is that the people are now know you've got 115 pounds, so they'll now charge you 115 pounds for exactly the same. And then all the people that only got 110 pounds say, I can't afford it, I need more money. And so they ask for more. And I said, Nobody actually gets any more. Mm-hmm. You're just converting a higher salary into get buying the same amount of stuff. And there comes a point where you have to make a break and you have to say, Look, stop, stop. You know, we, we can't go on like this or we'll, we'll be in hyperinflation and a loaf of bread will be, you know, 248 billion pounds, you know, this morning. Um, Zimbabwe, here we come. <laughs> yeah, this afternoon, it could be 340 billion pounds <laughs> and what have you. But, but yeah, I, I just, I, Ray, I do, folks, I, I, I know. I think I know. we've depressed everyone enough. <laughs> well, no, 
what I want to do is get people to wake up. (laughs) Yeah, well, all right. But it's to snap them out of it Mm because too many people are in in the wrong thing and and nobody's taking, not well, not enough people are taking individual responsibility and accountability and ownership of what they can do for their current situation. And I think the first thing is knowing, you can't manage what you don't know. So you Mm -hmm. need to know what you're doing in order to manage it. So write down, where you spend your time, where you spend your money. And if you find that you are spending all your time doing good things and you're not spending any money doing other things, then you need to say to yourself, right, I need to be spending my time on good things that actually pay more. You know, so maybe that's time that you did, you actually change job or do something else. Um, so all those people that volunteer, uh, thank you. But when you tot it up and say, do you know what? This volunteering doesn't pay much. Um, you know, the answers, uh, the answers in the question there, folks. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a case of sometimes certain jobs. Yeah. If, if you've got certain commitments and you've got certain costs, it, it's not the job that's ever going to get you out of there. And it doesn't matter what pay rise you get. It's not going to work. And, and that's where when you look at it and you, you begin to measure it, you can manage it. So, ooh, geez, you're under the list. Back to yeah. the Write oh, it down. Bless this it. house and, and all, <laughs> all the other racist, uh, homophobic um, sitcoms that, uh, you know, yeah, we used to have. I all don't right. know. On Ray, our bombshell, we're going to have to go. Yeah, I was going to say, right. I apologize to you there, fella, because I think I'm, you know, dragging you down with me. But no, that hey, folks, the thing is, it's not. It's a reality check. And then it's great. Now you know where you are. We can have the discussion. We can work it out. And you can say, yes, I can now swap. All. Look at this. I've got two days a week. Bloody mm-hmm. hell, I didn't think I had anything. I've actually got two days a week to progress another business, another income stream, something else, some learning. I could read a book. I could do a magazine. I could do some networking because I've got loads of time, actually. And that's what we want. We want people to do it, get out there and do it. And hopefully this episode has made some of you just think, ooh, it's about time I did that again. Because I think think my screen time on my phone is saying that I'm spending 38 hours watching TikTok. (laughs) Which, by the way, folks, I'm now on. <laughs> and on that bombshell. There we All go. Right. Catch you later. All right. Cheers. Oh. Yeah, I'm Bye-bye. still Nigel T. Best. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?